Happy Tuesday, Mark. Happy Tuesday, Susie. How are you? I am doing great. We had a little a little long weekend. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. So as a company, we observed Juneteenth. Um, this yes. is our was this our first year observing Second. it? Second. Second. Okay. Yep. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's nice. And uh, as a company, we are going to be do- giving to Black Girls Code. So that's very nice. If you if if anyone listening has never heard of the organization, um, they are dedicated to providing Black girls with computer program com- computer programming. And Easy for you to say. I know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a programmer. Um, someone else even, is. We can't even say programming. <laughs> Someone else is doing the good work um, and technology education. So, in um, you know, a mission cl- near and dear to our heart, yep. the technology space is still very male dominated in general. And so, mm. if we can get more women and women of color in there, that's even better. And we have uh, on our development team uh, quite a few women, and that we and do. Have, have over year over the years. So, I think it adds adds a great uh, valuable piece of diversity, not just the diversity itself but i think approaching code uh, it does matter how you approach it and different ideas matter so having a more diverse development team makes a difference yes absolutely so we get into the the smarter tailing business let us do that let us do that let's so, start let's start with uh it's not our business <laughs> it's google's business but ga4 approacheth <laughs> Yes, I don't. I was like, I don't know how to um, follow up. Approach, approacheth. Go ahead, try. <laughs> wow, words are real tough. I guess that extra day off uh, really hit me hard. So, um, if you have a smart chilling website um, and you already are using Google Analytics, uh, traditionally it's been the universal UA, analytics. UA is it's affectionately known. Thank you. Yes, affectionately. UA will uh UA is going away. So so retailers have been using that to track site traffic and performance. Um but that is going to be we need to upgrade that to Google Analytics 4. Uh affectionately known as GA4. Yes, near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. Um but yeah, if you are one of these retailers, you have probably been already getting um, notices from Google. And so those are legit. We do need you to update that code just to make sure there's no gaps in your in your data. Yeah. And, and to be super, super clear, we, we don't really need you to do that. No. Uh, right. You need to do that if you wish to track the things that happen on your website. So uh, it's not terribly difficult. Uh, I will put in the link. I found Google has a great support doc with some videos in it called G, uh, Migrating the DA, GA4 for Beginners. Uh, I, I could even follow it. So I think it's it's pretty good. So uh, use those resources and make sure you get that updated. I think July 1st is the big yep. date. Uh, up until now, you could use both, uh, either or or both in tandem so that you started collecting data via the GA4 before. But uh, after July 1st, you need to be on GA4. Yes. Yeah. And, and just like Mark said, if you do not migrate, it doesn't have any negative implications for your smart chilling website. But if you want to track that data, um, site performance, traffic, all that good stuff, that's a really, that's kind of the, the most effective way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And if you are one of our agency clients, you work with us for your marketing, this has already been taken care of. So, so no need to worry there. Lovely. Yes. I noticed some interesting questions going through the Slack channel for the client success team, the, the support 
folks. Uh, first one was about missing mismatch SKUs. Why did people need to bother with such a thing? And that's part of POS Sync and the management of that connection between your point of sale system and your website. Um, sometimes there's a SKU that's mapped. So you have a helmet. We have it in our library. They get connected, mapped, as we call it. And so we can track the balance on hand and price changes, et cetera. Uh, sometimes something disappears from that data, like that helmet in your point of sale system gets archived or deleted. We don't know what happened to it in that process, and that creates this missing skew. Um, the question is, why bother? If it's not there anymore, it's probably not going to display on the website. I say probably because that's not always the case. Maybe it gets archived or deleted, and it comes back. Or even though brands aren't supposed to reuse UPC codes most times, maybe they do. And there's another model or an updated version with a different price. And if you haven't dealt with that data, when it shows up again in your point of sale system, our system's going to think it's the same thing. Pricing, it, a whole bunch of reasons that creates not a good uh, user experience. And the catalog is pretty simple. So you basically just get into uh, the mapping search area. There's a little box you check that says delete missing mismatch SKUs. Just delete them. You're welcome to go through and look at them. There's just no reason to. They just need to be deleted. You might ask, why don't we automatically delete them? I, I don't know. Uh, it's That's it's been there for a while, and we are working on uh, updated implementation, so maybe in the future we won't, but it needs to be done. So if you have questions about that, I have a link to the Help Center and a video on how to manage POS sync in general, and it walks you through those steps. Wonderful. Yes, I... I, I learned all this like in my final days of working at a at a bike shop with a smart chilling website. Um would have been yeah. <laughs> it's important. It is important. Yeah. Yes. And so uh speaking of kind of related, right? What about Can catalog? Be, yeah. Catalog indexing? Yeah, so there's all sorts of things that we get used to. Resetting the site cache when you update a page, everybody, most people know that's the way to get it to immediately show up. And there's a similar thing that happens in the catalog situation. And it's not necessarily uh, exactly the same, but when you make certain catalog changes, they some of them show up right away. So if you change the description of an item on that product detail page, that change is immediate. No site reset, cache, nothing. It just happens. No re-indexing. It just happens. But you'll often find that the product list view doesn't match the detail page. And that that lag is related to something similar to a site cache reset, but it's a catalog re-indexing. So in other words, the databases that control the catalog, they get updated right away, but it doesn't immediately affect everything on the website. And so that indexing happens throughout the day. You don't generally have to worry about it. But I do bring it up because it came up this week where these changes weren't immediate. And sometimes it's that uh, POS sync activity that happens. And it you can see it in some places that change is reflected, some it's not. Sometimes uh, you ask us to make a structure change in the catalog. I want this name to be different for this category. You won't see those until the indexing happens. There's a few different things that, that happen. So don't panic. Um, if it is somehow just strategically important that this change is reflected everywhere on the website as soon as possible, reach out to the client success team. But generally, those things work themselves out in a matter of minutes to maybe an hour or so throughout the day. So don't panic right away. Uh, they'll off, Most of the time, it just kind of takes care of itself. 
but if you're hung up on one little thing you're looking to see, you may sometimes notice those slight differences. So that, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that's a great tip. I think um, that seems to be kind of the fix to a lot of those things. Patience. Yes. <laughs> Hard well, to have sometimes. Life lessons with Mark. <laughs> yes. I have, I have, I'm not going to say wasted because sometimes you need those changes, but I have mm-hmm. spent a lot of time going around in circles when really if I just waited for a few minutes, our system would figure everything out. So everything can't happen at once, I guess, is the moral of the story. In storytelling and in life. Correct. Moving on. So we got all sorts of good technical tips today. Yeah, I think either one of those things could have been their own technical tip. But today's technical tip Mm -hmm. is about third-party applications and or code snippets that require access to the HTML of a site. Uh, Our users do not have direct access to the HTML of their website because that HTML runs, I don't know, 1,300 websites. And we can't just let everybody in there changing things. So often there's a panic or a worry when it's needed. I have this code snippet I need to insert somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that access, but not not to worry, because we provide plenty of places that you don't necessarily have the ability to go in and change the HTML, but you can certainly insert or inject code snippets or script or things in those. So uh, the main places, and, and there's really a lot, uh, in the settings and marketing and custom tags, if you need to insert something at the header in the header tag or within at the beginning of the body code or before the ending tag inside the body code, we've got three different places you can paste that uh, code in there. So maybe you're writing a little snippet of code. Maybe it's a rental app or a service booking app or a texting app that needs to be placed uh, So in site-wide code. That's where those things can go. Um, sometimes you have to play with them to make sure you get them in the right place. Some of those snippets want to be in a certain spot, uh, and they'll usually tell you that, and it's pretty easy to align those. But you drop those in there, you save those changes, reset the site cache, those generally work. You can do the similar things at page level. So each each responsive page has a place for script and or custom CSS to be dropped in. Uh, you can do it in blocks. You use an HTML block. So if you need a piece of HTML to act in a certain part of a responsive page, you can drop an HTML block in there and put the HTML code in that. Um, and then even in some of the settings and the catalog settings, There's the shopping cart page message and the order confirmation page message that has a dedicated block for HTML. So you've got plenty of options to put those things in there. So don't ever panic or let somebody put you in a panic that because you have a smart detailing website that doesn't let you edit the HTML, that you're somehow locked out and can't do those things. You absolutely can. In fact, it's quite simple. I do have, and and thank you, Susie, on our little agenda for putting this in red. (laughs) With great power comes great responsibility. This is true. You can also put things in those blocks that will blow things up and cause all sorts of grief on your website. Um, And I don't know how to say this nicely. We don't support the code that goes in there. That code is either written as a snippet by a third-party application Mm -hmm. or you've somehow uh, generated it. Uh, We can't edit or troubleshoot that code, we can certainly tell you this is what's the problem, is this thing here, uh, but I can't fix that code. It's whoever wrote it has to fix it, but these are the places you can put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think those are some some good examples too. I see most commonly um, things need to go in those custom tags. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's your live chat um, yeah. application you're using, 
um, uh, controversial, but if you're ever using like a, a pop-up to capture email addresses, that's going to yep, be one of those Something from MailChimp or Constant Contact or Emma yeah. or any of those. Yeah. And look, I, I'm not suggesting you don't use it. You should. That's yeah. absolutely why it's there. Um, and, and most of the time, uh, if you break something, if you put something in there that causes a problem, just take it out. It's yeah. It's not it's not destructive. It can be undone fairly easily. But if you put some code in there, recently it came up Google Tag Manager code. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I was people were mad at me because I wouldn't write the Tag Manager code form. I don't know how to write that. It's not that's Google stuff. It's not smart detailing stuff. And then when it got put in there, it was wrong. Okay, great. Well, it's still Google code. Google can fix it or you can help. We don't work on Google code any more than they work on ours. So that's just a little bit of a warning is that you you do it, it's there, but it's not something we support directly to edit or to troubleshoot that code. More often than not, it's all, it all works pretty well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that so, brings us to snacks. The most important segment, why everyone listens. I think we ought to just have a uh, snack. Of snack podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. Can you think of the sponsors that we could get for that? Uh, I don't know about sponsors. I, I know who would run that podcast. Her name's Susie. <laughs> yes. I have so many things to say. So, you know, it's been really wet here. I think this is the rainiest Colorado spring summer I've ever experienced. Um, I am a mountain biker. Uh, and so sometimes I get a little sad when I can't ride my mountain bike. And I also really care about the integrity of our trails. So I do not ride wet trails. Um, We also do a great job of closing our trails. But um, I've been out on the road a lot and I really discovered, I think the true road riding perk, it's gas station snacks. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, (laughs) Sunday, I went very far out of my way to get some snacks and I got to discover blue raspberry lemonade Swedish fish. Like, I don't even, those things don't even go together. They well, did in my mouth. But that's a product? <laughs> yes, that's a product. Is, is it a drinking thing or why is it called Sw- fish? Swedish fish. I don't know what that is. Oh my God. We're going to have to start a whole podcast about educating Mark about Swedish fish. This, a, um, is it a soft drink? Please just clarify. No, it's like a gummy candy. Oh, I absolutely would not care about gummy candies. Wow. Wow. I don't and I know. Live in a, I live in a divided household. My yeah. wife loves gummies and, um, oh goodness, what's the super sour, Sour Patch Kids? Love Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, not me. No. Uh, I do not recommend eating Sour Patch Kids while riding. I did that on a hundred mile ride. Uh, some friends and I did White Rim in a day. Uh, ruined my mouth. Absolutely ruined my mouth. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know because I don't, I don't eat them. I'm, my mind is so blown. I don't know if I can continue on with the day that Mark well, didn't know I, what Swedish fish were. I, too, love the gas station stop, uh, particularly when it's hot. Yes. And I can get uh, uh, Coke. I don't drink soft drinks in general, not for any reason other than I just don't care to drink soft drinks. But when it's mm-hmm. hot, mm-hmm. a big, cold Mexicoke. Oh, yeah. You know, the ones with the real sugar, um, not the high fructose corn syrup. They just taste so much better. And the little fried apple pies. That oh. Those, those, that's heaven right there. I support that choice. I did fill up my bottle with um, co- a mix of Coke and Minute Maid lemonade. <laughs> oh, that'd be very good. It yeah. was excellent. I was like, it really got me home. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I agree. And that's just not something you get on mountain bikes. There aren't generally a lot of stores out in the woods. <laughs> so. And you don't want to stop at those. <laughs> Probably not. Probably. Oh, I, think, I think today, Susie, we had a lot to get through. We did. And I think we were close to 10 minutes for the, <laughs> the actual content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went over again. We did. You know, I was watching the clock when you were talking talking through some tech tips, and I was like... And hurry up so we have time for snacks. I was trying to give you the eyes. I, I, even to- <laughs> I even told you I could do that, and I didn't. I was still... It was important information. It's very important, such um, information. So we'll see. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll edit out some of my snacks. We all have different values. Well, I think we just give everybody a little grace and latitude to turn us off when we start talking about snacks if it's mm. not important to them. I don't know if I can accept that. I can. I like talking about snacks, but not everybody likes listening about snacks. This is fair. I think on that note, I guess I'll see you next Tuesday. All right. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>